Hey folks, just a heads up and a notice. We got some fireworks in the background of this podcast happening. It's recording during the 4th of July, so please bear with us and hey, happy 4th. Last time on Geek Force, the squad went over a non-spoiler review of the Fast and Furious movie. Uh, the squad dives into understanding the main character's backstory in Loki. We talked about Anthem and the problematic Avengers and Fallout 76 game. And Kat discovered the best MMORPG was her favorite game, Final Fantasy. We'll see what we're talking about now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the marvelous G Squad of Amy, Ray, and Marlon. Welcome back, you guys, for a new episode. What is so funny? That took so long, it went into the outro. I know, I was like, <laughs> this is a new part in the <laughs> intro. This sounds like the outro. <laughs> we had a lot. We had a lot to cover. I had to do a disclaimer and the intro to the thing. <laughs> yeah. You're right. But you did a good job. Did a great job. For America. For America. Happy Fourth. Yeah. Happy Fourth. I already celebrate <laughs> my Independence Day, Eagles but scream. hey, happy Fourth to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a lot to cover. First, I want to st- I want to say uh, to listeners that today, yes, there's one. Boom. Today, one. <laughs> take a shot. Every shot for every take boom you hear, take a shot. Happy Fourth. We'll keep we count. have a new drinking we'll game. Take a shot every time you hear a that firework in the background. That's two games you can play. Yeah, yeah. Family or firework. Mm-hmm. Two Fs. That might be the name of the F-F-F-N-F. episode. Let's <laughs> uh, we'll see. Um, so. Great thing happened today, listeners. The G Squad got together and we met in, in public to see a movie. Who knew that this movie, which the theme is family, actually brought us together like a family? So <laughs> Vin Diesel might be on to something. <laughs> um, he got our so, money. <laughs> our money Marlin's is twice. Probably, right. So because of what Marlon said last episode about this movie, we had to see it to just I I didn't believe him. I I didn't. And now I'm like Don't know why. Don't know why. You thought he was like I mean, fibbing? Well, because he omitted a lot of things and I was like, that he sounds crazy. Oh, I had to. To. He's dead. Oh, I had it was a to. non-spoiler. It, but like things, but then I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. But then one. you see it, you're like, wait, this is way worse than what he was saying. Here's <laughs> the thing. As Raymond can attest to, there are often times when I will say spoiler free and I will drop a spoiler. So even I was like, okay, let me try oh, yeah. carefully. But this is the one time, cool, I'm just going to say things and not say anything else and let you all come. And thank you, this is the one time I didn't spoil anything and you all got a chance to yeah. see just how wild this film happens thought. to actually be. But some scenes that you did point to were very accurate in how you're describing. I was like, yep, Marlon, Marlon's right on that. But the other yeah. stuff, I was like, oh, yeah. wait, what's, what's, what's so confused? Um, so we're going to start in just discussing this. I feel like this is our therapy circle of uh, F9. Um, it was definitely a rough almost three hours. Yes, Amy. Quick question. How do you guys feel about being in a theater after over a year? So, so for Marlon, who was there last week. But 
I mean, I will go. say I like <laughs> I like the fact that I live next to that really awesome theater that I've never been to except for to see Fast and Furious for the first time. Uh, I like the because I because no, I've lived <laughs> elsewhere, but uh, moving into this neighborhood, I vibe with that theater. I love that it has the little table. I love that I can order food and get like a beer or wine or beverage. I'm definitely gonna go to the Rialto a lot more, knowing just how awesome yeah, it is. How was the chicken oh, tender? So good. It made the movie tater tots First so much all, better. Y'all should have had that burger. The burger I had. I like, where are you phenomenal. going? Phenomenal. <laughs> I, I, didn't even need, I didn't even need any condiments. Oh. It just was good as well, is. I ate it. Just, food corner. just With burger. <laughs> it was. I'm sorry. As far as theater the goes, it was good also. So good. So it good. was for what for what I was paying for. It it I, I feel like. I was getting way more food because I didn't even finish all my food. Same. And I was like, this was Same. so good. And I was like, there's still food left over. Right. Oh my gosh. Big and they had, yeah. That's it was, how the, it was, it, the, portions the nachos, that's how the nachos are. They just piled and piles and piles. Yeah. And apparently, uh, I think, Ray, yeah. you were saying that the theater, the inside design is different now uh, post COVID. Well, post the. Yeah. It, surge they had to take out all the couches and all the. Uh, tables and like some of the stuff that had you closer together, but um, I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it's still nice though. It's a very nice theater. Yeah. I wish I lived closer to and if it. Anything, <laughs> someday, right? Someday. If anything, I was glad you all got to see that. Uh, that now every theater has that, um, and, I've, and I've seen like snippets of it from other theaters. They have the whole like, "Welcome back to the movies," the way movies were meant to be seen right. in here right. with us. Right. And it's like, all right, guys, all right. I'm I'm yep. excited too, but like cool. two, <laughs> three. <laughs> but it was good. I like knowing that we we're there. I at this point pick the back seat so I can sit my mask off and just be like chilling. I know I, I know that some people like to wear the mask inside, but I like to just sit there, mask off in the back row, and just keep myself. You know, keep to back myself. Row and I had to take it to breathe because I couldn't breathe when I was watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I I just want to say the first 30 minutes of this movie, I literally started sobbing. I was in so much. I was, I don't, I think Amy saw me. Strangely, Imani definitely saw me. I, I, was I heard over. everything going on on this side of the theater and it was quiet on this side. I was like I two just, sides of the coin. I had straight up just tears. I just, and I was, I was crying for like 10 minutes. Like I stopped crying like when they were discussing stuff with the with Kurt Russell, I was just <laughs> like, to clarify. To clarify, were you crying out of sadness or out of this is just really funny? It was I. I wasn't even funny. I was just so outdone that my emotions just kicked overdrive and was like, "We're just gonna cry about what we just saw because we just don't understand. We're just so <laughs> oh, <rude. laughs> I just I, I was just. <laughs> <laughs> To give the view, basically, this is going to be a spoiler review, everyone, for fast, the spoiler review. Movie, smash miss, cut, opens, sure. it's a little, it's a little blurry Vaseline lens. <laughs> the Vaseline lens clears up, and we see it's a NASCAR Indy 500-esque race, and we get to see adult Toretto, uh, Don's dad, uh, Dom's dad racing and everything, and he pulls over to the curb, and apparently Dom and his brother Jacob are part of the pit crew, and I will say this, the actor that plays 
young Dominic, I think, looks a little more like John Cena in, in certain mm-hmm. like in, like his like his whole like brow mm-hmm. ridge. He doesn't really look like. Vin Diesel. Anyway, what I think is important about this scene in particular is that Michael Rucker, who again is playing someone's father again in another film, uh, he's in this as like the helper of the pit crew. He tells Dom's father, it does not matter where you place. The season is a lock. That to me is an important. He tells him, why are you trying so hard? Your standing is locked in. And then the next scene, you know, he gets out there. He's trying his hardest. And we get to see the first explosion of many explosions. He gets hit. Does a full somersault. Explodes midair. Just midair fireball. I know. I was fireball. like, it was sad that I was like, is it made of cardboard? <laughs> That's my official feeling. Like, Yo, there wasn't a gas leak. Combustion. There wasn't. It just fully fireballed, blew up midair. And, of course, Dom runs out to the track to their full crying, screaming, shouting scene. That's my dad. That's my dad. That's my dad. Family. Family. (laughs) And then we uh, jump 20 years later in the future. And Dom's teaching his, um, his baby mama's son how to operate on a tractor trailer. And Letty's in the... Three, four, and uh, Letty, of course, is in the background, and they're living the quiet life now with this little baby, this little curly head baby. So uh, That's as that's as racially ambiguous as Vin Diesel happens to be. So they, they pick the perfect child for, for Vin Diesel just to kind of like what what's happening here? It's right. fantastic. Right. Oh my gosh! Yes. That what an first, opening scene. That first thirty minutes. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think I'm ready for this movie. But uh, well, regardless of how we felt, there had to be some bits you guys really enjoyed. Maybe, Haunting like, even it was like back. one second. That's about the only part I like. <laughs> I was like, I missed Han. He looks older, but I'm like, I missed Han. <laughs> Man, Han was like every black girl's dream boyfriend from Tokyo Trip. <laughs> I swear, when we heard he was coming back, I think that was another big force of why this movie got like really popular and made a lot of movie because it's Han is back. Five. <laughs> what? What did you say, Ray? Um. Too many times in that movie where they realized they were in a movie. Yeah, they, they were narrating oh, themselves. Yeah. That at least was <laughs> so very nice. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I feel like it's it's one thing to comment on parodies. Another thing to like, oh, we're breaking the fourth wall and are acknowledging that hey, our movie doesn't make sense and doesn't follow any rules. But it's funny, that? right? It's funny. We know it's funny. Nothing, nothing applies, six and seven. Um, but yeah, I agree. This movie, I think, what they had going for them, at least was they, they just were never going to comment on it. They were going to comment on like, hey, you survived that. You survived this. But the sheer fact that they decided to spend maybe 30 minutes collective, nine, of runtime to discuss, hey, we live in this world. Tyree's character was like, hey, we've done so many things with submarines and race cars, and none of us have a scratch on us. Not a single one of us has a scratch on us. How is that possible? And then you have Ramsey and you have Tej like, yeah, when you test a hypothesis over and over again, 
it becomes fact. We're invincible. And it's like, nah, you're just being a dumbass. And it's like, you can't get away with that. Right. You can't get away with that movie. Mm. <laughs> you can't laugh the way that you fully have acknowledged. But they did. They're invincible. And it's like, hmm, that didn't work on us. I was like, are they that, hiding something that, from him for, for like a split second? I'm like, do they know something that, and they're just trying to shut him up? Like, that reaction was just so odd. I mean, Tyrese was correct the right. whole time. He was correct. I think it was just really. I think it was an example of just bad writing. Of like, why would you choose to include that? Somebody and now, watched now, too now much we're like, <laughs> now you're drawing way too much attention to like all the inconsistencies not only in your previous films, but they have multiple just inconsistencies in this film. Of like, that doesn't make sense. You can't do that. That's that. That doesn't obey any laws of reality. And because you chose to acknowledge it not once, not twice, but three or four times, now we're like really drawn to like, oh y'all just just doing stuff. Y'all don't even care anymore. Like for instance, like when they're like you know when they find that you know in the movie the whole point is that John Cena, John Cena, his character Jacob Toretto is trying to like bring together the uh, Ares orb because in two pieces and whatnot, there's a scene where like they have one of the pieces and they're trying to drive across these mines and they ask Tej and Tej says, in order for us to avoid the mines, we got to be going 80 miles an hour. And we go to Tyrese's character. He says, I can only go 70. In my mind, he's going to die. He just said, you got to go 80, 70, not going to cut it. And I'm pretty sure with cars, even if you put your foot to the floor, it's going to go that speed limit. It's just, it's going to hit it and it's going to hit that. It's going to be consistent. But apparently because Ludacris said, put your foot to the floor, it goes 80, despite it only going to 70. And he Looney somehow Tune. gets out of the minefield. Looney Tune style. No, because in Looney Tunes, it goes beyond when you hit it, the pedal really hard. Oh yeah, when you put your foot through the floor, yeah, it's like, you know what? I acknowledge that I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go faster. I'm gonna go. Um, and then of yeah. course you had that scene where he is supposed to be dead. Like there's a scene where Tyrese's character <laughs> falls like next to a mine. He runs away. His truck falls on top of the mine. It flips over, and it looks like or supposed to be. He's played it for. Oh, it lands on top of him. But oh no, it landed in front of him, and he goes behind the truck like oh. I almost died. That's wild. <laughs> Next scene. Next scene. Wait, wait, we forgot Amy's favorite scene with Tyrese. Wait, wait, wait. I have a, th- oh, I'm so I have sorry. a theory about this. And it, okay. it's a stupid theory, but it's a theory. It's like basically, it. it's Ooh. a way to to loop in uh, uh, the Greek gods into this thing. Because oh, no. If, if Tyrese's character is correct, then they are protected by deities. Like Athena. Mm. Athena, for example, could have literally just moved him when what? that when that car fell, is that going to be the next movie? That's what happens back in like the the Odyssey and shit. They just move around like fucking jet like, pieces. Wrecking so around the rock. That's a way what? to really fuck up this whole franchise. True. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. I, if that's true, it might. I think it's just for Tyrese and just for Dominic Toretto potentially, because oh like like I was saying in the earlier scene, Tyrese at some point again is running away from. Eleven is running away from the military. Gets in like he fall. He jumps someone. They fall into the middle of the circle, this tower. Fourteen dudes surround Tyrese's character and just fire twelve. Fire straight down at him for a full sixty seconds. And he is an he's a fish in a barrel, pretty much fish in a barrel. They have the high ground. Uh, 
13. He fully survives 14. Fully survives getting shot in this circle. And it's like all he gets is bullet holes. And it's like, I'm invincible. It's like, no, movie, you can't do this. You can't have a human being stand in the middle of a, of a full circle, have everyone shoot at him, and, like, this guy gets no damage. Not even a scratch, not an injury. Luke Cage. Apparently, he's, he's, he's Luke Cage. There you go, Ray. I think you, you cracked it. Apparently. He walks away. Well, like, I 14. was whispering just, to Ending in the theater. I was trying to tie each character to a Marvel character. Fifteen. So I think, it's wild. I think Ray was right about it's wild. that. 16. It's just, it's, just, it's just amazing, honestly, that that's what they chose to do. Uh, it's like, y'all had all this time to make this film, and like we're just going to make fun of ourselves. It's like, now we're just pointing out all the inconsistencies not. And again, I feel like, like I was telling you all, I think with Hobbs and Shaw, they decided that they were going to, was it 19? They, they decided they were going to up the ante because Hobbs and Shaw had the helicopter and truck benching technique where they were like, where like the rock was fully able to hold onto a helicopter right. with one hand and bench and like fully pull three trucks with the other hand. And I think Vince is like, no. And my contract, I'm the strongest, so I have to be stronger <laughs> than all of that. And apparently, it fo- yo, the Fast and Furious contracts are wild. The fact that. that Vin Diesel has in his contract that no one can beat him, like he can, like and, and like Jason Statham has the exact same contract as does The Rock. Like as heroes, they have that in the in the contract that no one can beat them. They can't look like they're ever like losing or like not getting the upper hand. It can at the most be a draw, which is what we've seen in these films. We've seen like in the in the Fast and Furious when they have Jason Statham, they're in a draw for the entirety of the film. Where they both escape, even at the very end. The winner is the fact that the Earth gives out when Vin Diesel does like a full earthquake stomp and lowers a three-story parking garage, and Statham kind of gets away but gets caught by like the combination of the script and the rock johnson so it's like there's so many layers of like oh you gotta buy by these rules and no one can be taller than vin diesel even though literally almost everyone is another (laughs) another one is literally that young young dom was like two feet taller than uh than young because of too many of something it's yeah again the contracts are wild the contracts are wild and the movie's even worse too many corona <laughs> see uh, so let's see Ben Diesel Ben Diesel's six feet tall no he's the not the rock is yeah Ben, 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 ben Diesel's six tall? feet tall no. well because the rock is six foot five well yeah but like even in when rock is not around he <laughs> Paul Walker is six it's foot two. Oh, that's Plus, why six foot two. I know Paul. John Cena is also six foot two. Yeah. <laughs> These are people that would basically be taller than Vin Diesel, but he's like, no, no, no. We gotta be eye level. Yeah. We gotta wear those heels. We gotta Tom Cruise Tom a bit. Tom Cruise a bit. That's why I was like, it's <laughs> except it's you know, odd. not he's like six, a little apple crate. He's six foot. Like I just okay, whatever. Jason's Jason's not even that tall, so he's five foot ten. No, he's not tall. Yeah, compared like, to the others. Jason Statham also, I think, probably has in his contract a very similar thing because he looks like he's uh, the same height as Vin Diesel. So I'm sure he has a similar like, "Hey, I want to be the same height as this guy." This is <laughs> I'm five foot ten. Too much. <laughs> Makes 
Ego. Ego was there. So this is why Tyrese. How tall is Tyrese? Like, I never see Tyrese. Tyrese is 5'11", I think. Okay, I never see Tyrese stand by Vin Diesel. Yeah. He's like 5'11". I never see him stand by him. I know Ludacris is small because he talked about it in in something, but uh, Tyrese never stands by Vin Diesel. And also, Vin Diesel looks, again, time catches up with all of us. He looks a lot older. Like, he's 53, so he definitely looks a lot older in this one. Yeah. He looks good for 53, though. He's seen some things. He's been in things. Well, I mean, you said it it in the beginning. You said, when we're talking about Triple X, you said 2002. I was like, that's nearly 20 years ago. He was a young buck. Damn. But I think, if anything, this, I think... Along with him being 53, I feel like th- that means it should at least change some of the things he, he does. Like, Mm-mm. this is a man who's, yeah, like, running on rooftops nah. wearing Timberlands. Nah. Timberlands which again, shoe of choice. <laughs> I feel like that's the one thing I, I've been picking as in every scene. He's running in Timberlands. He's running like, he's running <laughs> in the heaviest shoes imaginable. <laughs> just lopping along in his big Timberland Frankenstein yeah, boots. And he's, like, York, climbing though, stuff. Those are the shoes of life. Like, <laughs> Oh, I believe it. But those are also not the shoes of, like, I'm going to outrun the cops at these. Like, Unless you, you know yeah. the way. <laughs> I know the way to do that. <laughs> but they are the, maybe but when you think about maybe. it those are the best shoes for him because he be doing them hulk jumps he needs st- stability in his feet so Tim's are the best shoes for that I feel like a combat boot I feel like a combat boot is the best but shoe you gotta go on with what hulk he jumps. grew up with so he might not have combat combat boots but he probably had Tim's growing up in the Healing. wild side of what, East LA yeah. he grew up in East LA here's the thing I can agree with you. If he was a streetcar racer, yes. Tams maybe were her thing in East LA. I feel like it'd be Chucks, but you know, hey, it's fine. It's right. fine. He's in East LA wearing wearing Timberlands. The moment he enters espionage, I feel like the Chucks go out the window. Right. The Chucks go out the window when you're in espionage, all right? You gotta be and I feel like everyone else has like upgraded like what it is they do. Like you got Letty's wearing her like sleek Kevlar jacket. Also, it's important to know that apparently all these vehicles are bulletproof, apparently, because there's multiple wasted shots against all their cars. Not completely. True. I'm so sorry. Because in the, in, in, in the, in the jungle, when Dominic Toretto decides that, hey, we need to go in the jungle. Let's see. Tej is going to bring a Jeep. Tyrese is going to bring an all-terrain tank. Letty's going to bring an off-road motorcycle. I'm going to bring an American muscle car because those are really good at navigating through jungle terrain. And his, I think that's the only time we see, like, bullets, like, rip through his hood of his car. And I'm like, that should probably hit the engine block if it's, like, going right up the middle. Yet his car apparently is good to go. That's just pride. But I feel like after that scene, like, all of the cars just, like, just it just kind of, like, bounces off of them with, like, maybe the, like, random grenade and a rocket launcher that exists. But they're protected by the deities. Mm -hmm. They are. Mm -hmm. And I will say, in this scene, I think they decided, you know what? We're just going to go boss to the wall. We're just going to do it. We're just going to do whatever we want to do. Forget physics. And they do a lot of roadrunner physics. Like, for instance, when when Tej and Ramsey and Therese are on the bridge and the bridge is falling, they do the roadrunner thing where, like, the bridge is falling, like, one plank at a time. And they're still able to drive across the bridge because apparently that's how that things work in no the real sense. life. Where it, like, drops a little bit, a little bit, and they're able to, like, the bridge fully falls flat against the wall. But because they're on their last leg, they're 
able to go over the bridge and like we made it. My idea is that far fetched. Um, I I feel like they should have been in Space Jam too because this doesn't make no sense. (laughs) 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 They were the ones. Don't put that onto the world. They were the ones that LeBron needed. In that, well, we'll t- stay tuned for that. Oh movie. God, <laughs> that's coming out oh, two I weeks. Do it. That. <laughs> that's coming out like, two weeks, hey, hey, LeBron, listen, man, look after your children, See? man, because mm-hmm. you know why? Crossover. Family's important. <laughs> and he turns around, he gets into his car, and he just drives up into space again. They're gonna be driving cars and shooting uh, uh, shots into them. <laughs> I will watch that. That's so crazy. I will watch it. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, you got a chance to watch him somehow slingshot his way over a cliff. Oh, gosh. Using just a bridge and a metal rope. Because apparently... That no I, that I think I kind of screamed at that, that part. I was sense. like, no! <laughs> Logic. No! He drove Science. his car. Gravity. He drove his car at a stake so in the ground. And then he somehow was, he somehow had the forethought of, cool, I'm going to hit this car and I'm going to turn my wheel so the wheel locks it into place and I'm going to pendulum swing myself over this just straight drop and slingshot over. I'm going to purposely crash, roll this car three times and neither one of us, even though Letty, it's important to know, Letty's in his driver's seat. She's not wearing a seatbelt. She's not wearing a seatbelt at all. She's not wearing a seatbelt. He hits the side of a cliff, does three rolls, no blood, she must no pain. Like this. <laughs> they come out a o. The car crunches. the The full roof of the car is crunched down. No murder, no death. Everyone <laughs> walks out in one piece. Like <laughs> we gotta talk about Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So okay, I'm jumping the gun. But what was the most ridiculous stunt in this movie for y'all? Just one? There are multiple ones. There has to be one where you were just like, I'm. Uh, thank you, Ray. <laughs> what was it? Oh, yeah. I. Oh, magnets. Yeah, yeah. That whole thing. So they, there was the. To, to summary the, that part, there was an EMP that they've had to deal with early in the movie. And they Mega Man did at some point without ever explaining that. But. Um, and so then they had magnets in all the trunks of the cars that they were using, like their old school, uh, what were those uh, things that they had before? The, yeah. Um, grappling hooks that they had in the cars. Yeah. Uh, F6 or 7 or something. And so they were using, um, the magnets to mess with the tanks and all the stuff around them, but they don't make any sense because they were just breaking the rules of physics with the magnets. Uh, more so with like these little cars with magnets being slammed on the side by a tank. It's not just going to keep going. It's going <laughs> to spin out because it's hitting the back of the trunk on one wheel by something that is like a whole extra 600 pounds on it. Like that's not how not things work. Uh, so, you know, but what, uh, why am I expecting good worse. physics? Uh, Each time you said they work fault. physics and numbers. Yeah. I think for me it was the um, yeah, the centipede beast car. Okay, that's my scene. That, yes, Keep yeah. Going. Where <laughs> again to comment on Raymond's things, they basically it was centipede it was the long car? armor truck. It was like a super long centipede armor truck. It, it was, they, they 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 kept calling it the, the beast. beast, and I'm like, 
It's called the Beast now. So basically, uh, like Raven was saying, the true like small muscle cars with magnets somehow hit the front tires. They don't get sucked underneath or spin out, but they're capable of taking this three-tiered, long, armored vehicle hit the brakes, magnets on the front wheels. They somehow lock the front wheels and the beast car does a full flip onto its back. Now, once it flips, it is in motion and it keeps sliding for a good eight miles. Yes. It does not stop moving. It just keeps going in the same direction it was driving. There are no wheels on the roof of this thing, but it somehow just keeps going at the exact same speed limit despite having friction on the cement. It goes the exact same speed limit. Like Dominic Turtle gets inside. Um, they figure out how to stop the satellite, satellite thing from blowing up mm-hmm. the satellite thing. At certain point, they're like sliding down a hill. He realizes that uh, Cerise Theron's character has a jet coming their way. Oh he decides, oh, I need to flip this car. <laughs> so he throws a grenade oh and it flips the full armored vehicle, no three tiered, flips it over on top of itself. And then he's able to gain control of the armored vehicle despite having been fully blown up and flipped again and he's able to gain control of it. He's able to get it back on the road. Then he's able to somehow take three missile shots to the front of this vehicle. He doesn't die. It doesn't fully explode. And then from that, he's able to break the vehicle and then tail whip the back of the vehicle and smash the Predator drone out of the air. And with all that, it finally explodes. He's able to jump out of the vehicle and three-point hero stance stand there in the midst of an explosion like, yeah. That Dominic Toretto. Had me. I wanted to leave by the end, but I was like, we're so close to the end. I have to stay. I so was close so to out. The end. That, I mean, by then, you know, I've seen everything, but that scene, I was like, no. <laughs> like, I will not accept that scene. <laughs> it was... It was a lot. And I know I'm probably going to rewatch that scene when it comes on streaming just so I can be like, okay, so he started here, point A. Point B, he was here. Because I just, I just, it happened so fast. And I was just like, what? And then, I mean, Charlize was in a, she was using a drone, you know, because she's smart <laughs> like that. But still, and uh, whatever, you know, it happened. But that was, that, <laughs> that scene was the scene I was just through with what's important to know is that that's I think what's important is that that's his scene like that's Vin Diesel's scene and he has multiple scenes where it's just him doing amazing things (laughs) and it feels like this is like we get that Vin Diesel is the main character but like this is like oh only Vin Diesel's character could do that and it's just it's common that oh Dominic Toretto is this amazing driver, and it's like, I did not know that being a streetcar racer gives you the capability just to know how to flip vehicles and drive any kind of vehicle uh, and then do all of these. They just pretty much say, you know, he's the everyman. Yada, 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 science. Yada, 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 race wars. Yada, 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 family. He's got it. He's <laughs> Captain America. Um... I think uh, we already said uh, Han. What's his name? Um, I definitely call that out. I like Hawkeye. I'm forgetting already. Han is Hawkeye. Yep. Tyrese is Luke Cage. Uh, 
Well, I There's... think Ramsey is like. Hold on, we gotta finish. We gotta Maria finish grouping Hill all these together. <laughs> I want to say Ramsey would be Oracle if this is DC, but <laughs> no, there were times when they did because John that's, Cena was very so Batman boring, in some you're right. in some stuff. Like, he, no, not Batman, very Nightwing or something. You know, it was very DC. Mm. It wasn't very Marvel. He was more of a DC character and how he was moving. Because yeah, Ramsey would be Oracle. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Um, he's. You're right. He is Nightwing because uh, Vin Diesel honestly should be Batman yes, more than I will he take should that. be Captain America. <laughs> okay. um, but it's, um, <laughs> why did the? He's like yeah. Yep. He's like, with my he's family. Like, he's like Thomas Wayne Batman, where he's like drunk and fighting. <laughs> Not the Thomas Wayne Batman. <laughs> Shooting guns off in the air. <laughs> he's, I think well, there, he's like, using guns fighting no. people. He was using guns. <laughs> Is that the oh Flash movie you're talking about? <laughs> yes. In the in the other dimension where uh, Bruce dies and Thomas, his dad survives, and the mom is Joker. And Thomas Wayne uses guns. <laughs> he don't get. He's drunk and angry and old and just. <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Yeah, that's Flashpoint. Um, but then I feel like <sighs> with the the girl who was the key, her backstory was so Batman. L. I was like, this. Like the minute she said, so like they didn't even ask or anything. She just starts. It's, it was a rainy night. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Gotham City. This was the like, Gotham that's City. That's so Gotham City. <laughs> I was going to get some of my movie. I was very excited about it. Right. And then <laughs> it died. And then I almost died. But then I was I saved. She's, she's Huntress. She's she is Huntress. Huntress. Yeah, she was more DC too. And then Letty's obviously Black Widow. <laughs> she's obviously Black Widow because... She be doing everything, and then um, Mia. I don't know what Mia's is. She's. In, I'm still figuring that out right now, um, and I'm still figuring out who Ludacris is. Who knows? He could be cyborg. I don't know. <laughs> um, sure. Cyborg. Why not? Dang. Why not? I just. I don't. Mm. <sighs> but you guys, we we saw it. It was, I mean, we this was our first movie. I mean, Marlon's mini, uh, first movie that we saw in theater together. Uh, it it definitely brought us together. Like how uh, Dom kept saying family. Yes, Amy. Can we can we discuss the space aspect? Oh yes, of this Let's movie. Because that know. was the part where I was like, what <sighs> the actual fuck? All these things have happened. And now you're just gonna, you know, we're just going to space, like no I'm big just, deal. Right. We, we can go to space. We it's doable. What am I what's looking at? That? Oh, that's <laughs> Jason Tyrese and Ben. Basically, the vulture just said that it that Vin Diesel doesn't tell the truth about his height, and he's actually five eleven. Mm. I knew it. Well, it makes sense. He's, <laughs> you said six, and I was like, but why is he insecure? Most insecure men like to be six. I'm so confused. Oh, five eleven. Yeah, he petty. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, the space. 
the space part, let's it just talk about sense. it. Like, literally, Ludacris's character and Tyrese's character have to go to space to destroy the satellite before whatever the thingamajob, uh, Project Ares, Ares. Uh, up leaks up to it. And basically, it's a whole Iron Man uh, situation if that happens, if they connect. And so... This is just God's all over again, also. They just borrowed from their own movie. <laughs> this was the whole thing about once they upload God's eye, it could be anywhere. Right. Right, right. I forgot about it's that. But you're absolutely the right. It's literally part yep. two. But maybe that's why Charlize was like really on it because she wanted to. She had that chance, and now they messed it up twice. But anyway, on the other side. Um. So basically, uh, first of all, I do want to say they went to space in what a day? Not even a day. It went up there in five minutes. In a car. Yeah. In a Pontiac. It was quick. Fiero. Fiero. Mm-hmm. Oh no, what's even worse is that the characters that got them in the Planet Fiero into space were the characters from Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, who literally, Homeboy was still in high school in that movie. Right. He just finished high school, and he didn't really have any academic or mathematical prowess. He's like, I'm just this guy who's just here in Tokyo because I got kicked out of my house and I like driving cars. But from that time to this movie, he apparently learned enough about astrophysics and rocket science to know, oh, I can make this car go into space. What's really funny is that, that the... Um, the the character with him, the Asian guy, he's actually from a scene in Tokyo Drift from a long time ago, so they at least kept him the same character. But it's like, I get that he could figure it out, but not Bow Wow and not Oh Boy. Country Boy. Like these two should these two should not be involved in this. Yes, that was Bow Wow. That was Bow Wow. I literally did say I was I, I forgot. I, I forgot Tokyo Drift. And Imani was like, "Yeah, it's Tokyo Drift." I was like, "No, that's not. That's the point. That's Bow Wow in this movie." Wait, that was Bow Wow. That was Bow Wow. Wait, are you y'all? sure? Wait, oh, okay, it's Tokyo Bow-Wow. Drift. So they had to bring that. Y'all didn't know Bow Wow. That was Bow Wow. Yeah. Really yeah. Was in versus last week. <laughs> He just gained some little Bow Wows, okay? That's all that happened, okay? <laughs> some extra Wows. He gained, extra he, Wows. Yes, he picked up a few Wows. And yeah, I feel like that Where also was like one of them. I think. Oh, God. I think if, Why? I think Why one of the suggestions that? on Google for a time was like, is Bow Wow in the new Fast and Furious? Because oh. everyone was also like, was that Bow Wow? Oh no, everyone's saying that? That's hilarious. Because he looks different. But yeah, that was our own Shad Gregory Moss. Shad. Recurring his role as Twinkie. And we we didn't know why he was called. (laughs) Well, the thing is, they didn't tell us why he was called Twinkie and Tokyo Drift, and they didn't answer it now either. (laughs) They didn't. But apparently, apparently they figured out how to combine a rock onto a car and make it go fast. And. Cause plot. Yeah, and Ludacris and Tyrese were in space for ten minutes, and then they decided, uh, "Oh wait, we're losing energy, so we're gonna probably sacrifice our lives to destroy the satellite." And thanks to Tyrese's suggestion, they did. They used was it nitrous in space? Which I was like, "That's that's impossible. That is impossible." I was so mad, and it broke the satellite into a billion pieces. Did not burn up the car. Yeah, that part didn't. I, I don't understand that at all. That, I was like, shouldn't they be dead? Sense. They should be dead. Also, it's important to know that this vehicle just has a steering wheel. Yeah. Spaceships need they need like 
There's like yaw. There's like flip and turn. There's so many other ways to move no, it has, something in space, and all they had was just a steering wheel and a gas pedal and a brake pedal. It it had the little it had the little hydraulics <laughs> did, that were like, but it's like keeping was that part it of the steering wheel though? Stabilized the stabilizers. It had those. Because <laughs> I was like. Because he went like this. No, it was like, just an automatic part of thing. And, like the little, little propulsion start the, activating. What was the car made of? Because, yes, it was getting cold out of space, but it didn't break the glass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you need no, different kind of glass than a and it Pontiac Fiero glass. And they left the atmosphere. So it was hot. It was strong enough to withstand the heat, and it was strong enough to withstand the cold. What material? Did they rob NASA? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> My my question is, how did they justify this to government when they were found floating in space? Like clearly they'd like oh, yeah. be given to the Russians who gave them back to the Americans. Like Mr. How Nobody was did busy. You me? Get up there, <laughs> Mr. Nobody's like. Oh, yeah, that, oh, I know why. That that's my team. I'm sure that would have <laughs> probably caused some kind of fine, like some kind of fine and or jail time of like you entered space. You went to dinner with an guys, unregistered vehicle. Country in the beginning of the movie too. It's the same thing. They don't care. Well, no. <laughs> What's worse is that not only that, but they also somehow got on the International Space Station. And the thing about that space station is that they segment out the amount of food you need for the duration you are in space. Right. If you bring in two extra bodies, they're not doing like round trip pickups. <laughs> not just doing some kind of weekly like layover. Like if you're introducing two additional bodies to the space of that ship that's food that's atmosphere that's oxygen yeah. that they're taking up that that causes a huge ramification for that entire structure to operate damn and then it kind of turned into a space drama huh they were like these two people on our they ship look, they look like minions right they, <laughs> they look, look like, like minions. minions oh gosh that <sighs> but again this, this, and this comes to my predictions what do you guys think because you know there's going to be an F-10 what do you think possibly could happen to hope it's the last this one. movie? I'm hoping it's the last one. I'm hoping, it's not, it's I'm hoping, not Marlon. I'm hoping we actually... Never. Yeah, 11 no. is the last one. No, there's supposed no. to be an 11. Never. Here's what I want, Kat and Eming. I want a race war. I Wait, feel like whoa, they, they, which is which is also why I think they decided to not do that title for the for the for the competition anymore because they're like that sounds really charged. We gotta change the title of this whole race competition. Either way, I want them to actually do racing. I want to actually okay. see them race some cars. But they're furious and they want to just but go they, fast. But they like to the enemies. That'd be a. It would, at this point, be a good yes. way of de-escalating <laughs> all this silliness and Save just make another good, like, racing movie. And then they could they could escalate the silliness back up again for the last one. Or they could go back to, like, Fast 6. And fa- I feel like Fast 6 had a lot of martial yeah, arts. They, 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 they could go back they, to that they, style they, they also. Tony Jaa. Yeah. And they brought in Joe T. Yeah. Which again, Joe T is amazing. He he was he was sub zero. So I'm like, and they also have, of course, Jason Statham who has his own like Think. black belt and, and and thing as well. So hopefully we can see some more of that. Wait, I have a crazy theory. So, yes, we go back to racing. But mm-hmm. I remember I did Race I war. did say, you know, 
time travel would be an option because in TV Stop. shows that's what they Stop. do. But Stop they might it. not do that. Stop it. But Stop the it, next Kat. thing they can do, Marla. I don't want to hear it anymore, Cat. Android cars or something. I need you to stop and what you're so, saying. <laughs> along with what you're saying, yes, racing is back, but we have to race no. against these rogue, robotic, self-driving no. cars that oh, are God. taking over. And this is going to be the race for your life. If the car wins, then the Wally world... slash Hal Jordan mixed, <laughs> the slash world slash Hal mixed did, together. Did you? Quick question. Did you guys get Lion King vibes when he said... If, if I if I win, you have to go away. and never come back. Right. I was like, no, I was okay, never Scar. return. <laughs> it was Scar. <laughs> never come Jacob, back. Jacob, take your car, Jacob, and go away. And never, never come return. back. <laughs> was like Disney villain much? Okay. And never so. return. I can't. I feel like I feel like cat's idea is probably gonna happen. <laughs> probably gonna do some. AI not if it if it isn't just gonna be the car that's an AI and that's like trying to take over, it's gonna be the car that's an AI. I feel like it's gonna be what was that Will Smith movie? iRobot. It's gonna be like the evil yep, car. Yep, evil and it's cars. gonna be the good car. And he's gonna be like, listen, it don't matter if you ain't got a body. Family is family. Or Marlon, it's a tank <laughs> even further. Car. And we discussed this like two years ago about this movie. Trans like some type of transformer thing Stop. where the car can morph into <laughs> whatever. Cause think about we watched this movie today. How many fandoms did uh, we spot in this movie? We spot a lot of fandom references. They're so con- converse. We didn't touch Transformers and we didn't touch um cars and I am robot and whatever, all that. We're going to go into AI cars, maybe even, uh, you know how in James Bond, he has the, the new James Bond where the gun only works with the the owner's uh, fingers or whatever? It's going to be like that. The car's not going to work until it recognizes their driver or something to to work against. And this car is like an, a killing machine. Like it can drive fast. It can do any terrain and it can kill. And Dom's going to be mad because he's like, that's not how cars are supposed to be. You know, cars are because, you know, they spent so much time talking about analogies with these cars with his family. I'm like, I, I, that's why I was like, if the next movie's going to deal with cars being robots, that's going to piss him off and that's going to make him go back into the game. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It <laughs> is, but we're gonna go hey, though, right? it, here's the thing, though. Sorry, I feel like no it's dumb, it's just, but it's like this franchise is stupid. We made the like the side <laughs> comment. We're gonna go in space. You did say that, that and then it's episode. like, oh lord, they went to space. They they did that's that. so dumb, and they did it. They did. <laughs> and it. they used nitrous in space. They used nitrous in space. Oh god! So that's why I said it's either gonna be time traveling or robotic evil cars. True, but I do think that the hardest part that they're gonna have to try to figure out is that in this film, I think in the in the previous film I might have mentioned it. They in this universe, Paul Walker's character Brian is not dead; he's still alive. And I think in the previous film they kind of like name dropped him a bit, but it was kind of like in the background. In this one, they specifically say that hey, Dom's kid and Mia's kid are all together with Brian. Who's gonna watch them better than him? Which again. It's, it's, it's happening. We're, we're, we're kind of worried. We're not too worried. But at the very end of the film, oh, there's an empty chair. And Dom's like, 
we gotta wait for someone else. And me, it's like he's he's not coming. And then who do we see but that blue car that we all know that Brian Walker left that, that that Brian liked to drive. So the blue car pulls up into the driveway, and now we're like, oh lord, Brian is somehow still alive in this universe. What's what does this mean for the future of this specific character? Is he just gonna be in the background of everything? Are they gonna give him a mission? And then like Brian, only Brian can do this, and he, and he does it off, off camera, camera. off site. No. So be like, so Brian checked into some leads. This is what he came out with. I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> they, they get a they get a text from Brian. It's done. <laughs> I'll be so through. But and again, I get it. I get it that Paul Walker's character is just so entwined with this universe and this project. They want to keep him a part of it. But I do think that they made a big deal to do a send off as a character. Um, and now it's gonna be difficult for them to like keep tabs on this character because like because the actress who plays Mia that her role is so tied to his role that whenever she's on camera they have to justify why she's not with her children and all these scenes because like yo why aren't you with like Brian right now he should be oh is he watching the kids again yeah because he knew this was about my brother I had to be here I was like no you didn't but okay welcome back (laughs) it was weird hey Mia girl right um do we want to add anything more to this movie or <laughs> before we move on? Ratings. What oh do we gosh. rate this film? Let's start with ratings. What's your rating, Raven? <laughs> Let's go out of out of out of five, Ray. Out of five. Um it's <laughs> oh, I it's a it's low. I'm gonna be mad. Like uh, out of five, it's nice. a low three. Cool. High two. All right, all right. A high two. Aiming. Two and a half. I am being nice. Two Damn it. Cat. That was my score. Two and a half. You could give the same score. <laughs> I know, but we don't I claim that score. Exactly. Also, I was also going to give it a two and a half as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it's fair. We kind of have a general consensus. consensus. That it wasn't that great, but it was kind of entertaining. Sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This film gets a, like, this film gets a yeah. high two. A high two, yes. It's, it's like what Marlon said last week. It's definitely a movie you shouldn't watch alone. I mean, unless you love this type of franchise and you do that, yeah. But I feel like this movie is best watched with people that you care about. Watch with friends family. who are okay with laughing in the middle of a scene. A.K.A. family. Family. <laughs> also, the... Literally, the, the reason why I was laughing, I mean, I was, you know, I was, I sat behind the group so I could just watch all your heads, and I was laughing just at just the the, the range of emotion <laughs> from the far right with Kat and Imani just like fully having just at, at normal pace volume level discussions of what's going on in the film to evening. Just shaking your head to Raymond, just staring at the screen with like the with like the occasional head down and then a head back up of like, all right, we're doing this. This is happening. It was a spectrum. <laughs> I was like, this is good. I like this. Was I was enjoying this. It was so chaotic. <laughs> it was fast nine. <laughs> yes. Well, again, see it if you want to. If not, it's okay. You're not missing anything. Just some craziness. But uh, yeah, try to uh, hit that up when you can if you want to. Um, Marlon, I'm going to hit it off to you. I don't know which direction you want to go to, but we're on the right. I'm going to give you some fun stuff that. uh, So, Ray and I definitely 
enjoy Mass Effect. Um, I think when comparing it to like really amazing EA games, it's like right there next to Dragon Age Origins. It's like a really good game. Um, and so Mass Effect's the Legendary Edition came out and we waited as much as we could, but then we got it. Uh, and I've been playing, I'm playing the first one. And I have to say, Raymond did Raymond went right around. I, I waited wait. a little bit. Raymond was like, I'm in it. Raymond was going for it. <laughs> uh, but just playing it, um, I remember why I fell in love with the game in the first place. The first game was really exciting, really fun. Uh, just the lore, the backstory, uh, just the human's place in this hierarchical world of uh, aliens in the council. But what I thought was really funny is I really feel like in this remastered version of the Mass Effect game, uh, the aliens, all their faces are like, really upgraded up. And again, maybe that was a bit easier. I don't know. But their faces, their like character models look really good. The humans all look like they have plastic surgery and that like, their skin is like pulled like really yeah. tight or like it's like really like bold looking. I'm like, everyone looks like a monster. <laughs> all these humans look like terrifying creatures. Oh my God, I don't want to talk to another human being ever. Like every human like <laughs> like NPC looks terrifying. But all like, of course, the aliens look great. They look polished, but the humans look a hot mess. But again, it's the graphics of the time, I'm sure. And they just, they tried their best with what they could do, but it's just like, hey, it is what it is. I'm just, you know, not going to look too closely at this human woman I'm talking to that's giving me an interview because her she's, her face is just being pulled back. It reminded me of what was the creature's name in Doctor Who that's just a face? That's just a face on like a big uh, square board. What's their name again? Oh, I can't think of it. Anyway, they look like that. Like, their faces have been stretched apart. Raymond, I don't know if you've had similar instances from, like, looking at human faces, but I've been kind of like, wow, these humans look real, real hit in the face. I mean, they don't look as they don't look as good as the aliens because we don't have any expectation for the aliens, but <laughs> the humans we do. But the, they, they could be mm-hmm. better. It's an old game. Uh, but... Um, I I don't think it's horrible, um, yeah. but it's an old game, Didn't so it makes sense. I, I, I'm, I'm wondering for you, did you choose to start the game with the legendary uh, skill points where they give you, what's like, uh, they give you four, but you get to level up, I think like the beginning of the game is like you either get four or you get six, but it's like a different scaling in terms of like uh, leveling up in the, in the game itself. Yeah, I... I don't remember. Um, mm-hmm. I think I did the one to thirty yeah. leveling. But so I'm excited. Like I, I, I'm gonna play it just you know together. I'm gonna play it in order, I and I'm really excited. I think for me, I really think that Mass Effect Two I think was probably like my favorite one out of the whole bunch. Uh, so I just cannot wait to get to Mass Effect Two, and of course have all the DLCs because when I played Mass Effect, because I didn't have any of the DLCs me for Mass Effect Two at all. And you know, one of them included getting uh, a character that was connected to, like, the the old uh, world where the Reapers first came. So I'm really interested in seeing what his character backstory is entirely. So I'm excited for that. With the Prothean? Or is that? That's Mass Effect oh, 3. Ooh, is it 3? Ooh, even. Great. Then I'll wait till 3. Yeah, it's Mass Effect 3. Looks great. Excited for 2. <laughs>
Yeah, that one's a weird one because you'll and you'll see when you get there. But that character, mm. even back then, it just it didn't feel like a DLC character. Like he felt like he should have just been part of the game, especially some of the dialogue and stuff that happens, and especially since oh. he was alive while his cycle was coming to an end. And then he gets waked up into another cycle coming to an end. So he was he just had a lot to say, and it was very it was it was like why did they lock this character behind behind a paywall? This was a good. Mm-hmm. This was a lot of good stuff, but I blame EA. Um, but now, but good friend. It is what it is. Yeah. Good franchise. I'm looking forward to getting to Mass Effect. I get to finally play again. I didn't get any of the DLCs for like Mass Effect Three either, but I finally get to play the um, what's it like when they have the shore leave. No, uh, the shore leave one where like Laird Shadow Broker. Yeah, where like all the group comes together for a group oh, photo. Oh yeah, that was, I've that was just a been fun watching one too. snippets on YouTube. I'm like, I want to play that and see what that looks like. So I'm excited to actually be a part of that. Yeah, Ooh, that was pretty great. funny. Uh, but yeah, I'm probably gonna yeah. play that for my entirety of my two week vacation that I have until school starts. I'm probably just gonna play that and just rekindle my love for Mass Effect. And I'm excited that they're gonna be doing some new stuff. I'm worried that. Um, it might not be. I mean, with Mass Effect Andromeda, I'm hoping they've learned their lesson and will just avoid that entirely. <laughs> we have, uh, I think I just heard in like two weeks, there's going to be a EA, like, almost like how PlayStation mm-hmm. has been doing those uh, state of play little things and Nintendo does their Nintendo Direct. EA is going to do one soon. Um I expect yes. to see some Dragon Age. There's some possible rumor on Ooh. Fallen Order 2 um, and some other stuff. that I, That's a couple weeks away from now. I'm I don't excited. know the date yet. All right, EA. Do good stuff. Don't make bad choices. <laughs> that's all I got for, for my video game segment. <laughs> don't make bad, yes, don't make bad choices. And that goes for everybody. <laughs> but, yep, you're right. Wow, uh, but... um. I do want to get the Mass Effect, but I'm going to wait till it's cheaper because I, again, I'm, I'm. <gasps> you missed the sale on Steam. No, for my PS5. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, because that's where I play my games. But um, so I heard that you guys uh watch some craziness um, per Marlon's <laughs> request. Who would like to go first? What craziness? I'm Which sorry. What are you talking about? What? There was, there was Whatever. Because I, I all I say is this week in the group chat, you guys watched a lot of content that was not the business. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm like, I don't know wa- where to start, or I, I don't know who wants to start because I'm very invested in hearing why. These well, are, why don't you pick bad. a thing and then we'll go from there? <laughs> well, I want to start with America because it is the Fourth of July. And I saw the trailer to this, and it looked crazy. But how crazy was it? Oh, it was it was nonsensical. Yeah. Uh, it was in a bad way. Or a the good disclaimer way? says well, yeah. based on history, and it is not based on history. Oh, they were just trying so, to be funny. There you go. Yeah. Here's the thing. I will say this: they, as for as wild as they were, they at least were very aware that for all the characters of color they made sure that they were voiced by voice actors of color so i will say that because there are a lot of uh jokes that they were you know using that they wanted to make sure cool like 
they can make that joke. We're good to go with that joke. Um, but it had Channing Tatum, Bobby Moynihan, Judy Greer, Simon Pegg, Killer Mike, uh, Matt Thompson, Amber Nash, uh, Olivia Munn, Jason Manzukis, Andy Sandberg, Will Forte, and Carlos uh, Elizarki, who is uh, a lot of people. But yeah, so uh, there are some actors in there who are noticeably from Saturday Night Live. Um, it felt like a Saturday Night Live sketch at times, like whenever they do the colonial jokes about uh, old school America, uh, very tongue in cheek. But the whole premise is that Paul Revere is uh, ruining uh, the Declaration of America being independent and trying to have the British monarchy take over earlier. Uh, and Paul Revere happens to also be a lycanthrope uh, who is running through the town, killing all the founding fathers. And that also includes Abraham Lincoln, apparently, who's a founding father for some reason. Yeah, there. I saw that. And I wanted to talk about that. I was like, how did Lincoln even sneak in there like that? Well, because he's best bros with George Washington. Not in the inventor not of peanut in butter. History, just in this little segment of the time. So it's like a fan yeah. fiction of founding fathers. Sure. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah let's just call that. It's, it's just it's fan a fiction. it's a fan fiction of of, of America, where AK forty sevens exist during this time. Uh, Thomas Edison is alive and well with electricity, and Thomas Thomas Edison also is a woman. Um, from China, play, who is Olivia Munn. Wait, 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 makes... wait, wait. Say that again. Thomas Jefferson is a... Thomas Edison, sorry. Thomas Edison is a, a woman from Asian China. Woman. Yeah. She's an Asian woman yeah. from China who came yeah. Olivia Munn. over here to... Do science. She just has science. Like, she's basically Iron Man in this. She Pretty much. Science. Like, so, at least five times. So they... T- clearly took some cues from Hamilton because they want it to be cool and edgy. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I think, well, I think these are all... Finding, finding <laughs> people who, are, who don't fit the normal... Sure. You know, Thomas Edison. Sure. And sure. Then I think it, this is more or less their own brainchild. Say it again? I think this is more or less their brainchild because Thomas Edison wouldn't have been around for 1776. True, but I was just saying like, well, that's true because they're just again fan fiction. But I didn't, I didn't know that they were actually using different type of people to represent that too. So now we're getting it's okay. Keep keep going. This is getting yeah. messy. Keep going. <laughs> no, so basically, you know, he's just trying to Paul. Sorry, Benedict Arnold's just trying to take over the world right. with the British monarchy, uh, with Emperor Palpatine slash King George. Oh no. Uh, who are, who are. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said Paul Revere like sorry, six times, See, that it was I Benedict forget, Arnold it's, it's the whole time. I, I feel like I'm, I'm sorry. A lot of dumb things I'm happened. Just, I'm sorry. Yeah, those are they are. those are two entirely different human beings in history. Too many characters to think about, and I already talked about it, so I'm like trying to like remember it. But anyway, sorry about that. Paul Revere is also RoboCop, so if you want to have yes. that, there you go as well. So King there's George that is for you. Emperor, uh, uh, he's Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. He comes over with like a bunch of Tie Fighters, yeah. um, and uh, so it's George Washington teams up with his team. It's George Washington. It's uh, Sam Adams, who's Jason Manzukis. It's Thomas Edison, who's Olivia Munn. Paul Revere, who's Bobby Moynihan. Um, and it's uh, John Henry, who's Killer Mike, uh, who 
is a blacksmith who can create silver because they have a bunch of silver spoons. It's so, so he, he makes a silver bullet to kill Benedict Arnold when he's a werewolf. Um, this film, yeah, it, it, it just it's it's a lot of thoughts. So it's it's a, a lot of ideas. It really isn't put together that well, but it's more or less like it's kind of there for action, there for show, that it get your attention. It's just kind of flashy. Um, but yeah, it's just all them having fun with it. Nothing to be taken seriously. It's like it's it's basically I would describe it as an Archer episode. If you had like a fe- like a a fever dream, would be what the best way to describe it. I mean, the whole plot is essentially based on the fact that Washington is trying to avenge Lincoln's death. That's how this whole thing starts. His Um, best bro. So they're like, we're besties. And then he's like in grief. And then he tries to like save the day, save the world, save America. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And along the way, he discovers what makes America great. And that's the people. And they're Somehow. And they're guns. And they're hate. And they're racist. And they're hate. Do they, do they like touch upon all that? The, the guns, the hate, end, the... The very end, the last, like, four minutes. We just got yeah. like Wait, really? kind of shitty at this. We the we last four well, minutes yeah. of the whole yeah. thing? Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's a movie you kind of have to watch because, again, it has a lot of moving pieces that are really hard to remember because it's just, it's, it's a lot on the screen. It's just... Yeah, it's, it's like someone had a very long checklist and they had to make sure that they checked everything off and if it didn't follow the plot or follow the thread of things they just put it in there anyway so uh, yeah check out America the Motion Picture it is uh, it's, a, it's a wild ride again it's another film that I'm not going to recommend it to you because I watched it once to be like well I watched it but I'm, I didn't enjoy it it just was all on my TV and I did like laundry um, <laughs> so. and that's on what streaming app that, it's on Netflix. Damn, Netflix. They got a lot going That's on. That's going to be a catchphrase of mine. Damn, Netflix is every week. <laughs> it's every week now. Okay. Well, Amy, I know you had a, a bit of... Uh... Uh, I'll make it really short. Okay. <laughs> uh, so on Amazon, they dropped this Chris Pratt film called The Tomorrow War, I believe it's what it's called. <laughs> and so... Uh, he has a has a past in the military. You don't really know what he's done per se. Like they kind of like, and anyway. So he's he's working at a high school in as a, as a scientist or a science teacher essentially. And he's apply, he, tr- he tries to apply for this job, but he doesn't have like the right experience for it because I don't they don't really go into why. But they just he basically doesn't get the job that he really really wants. Anyway, so he is at this party with his family and they're watching the soccer game because apparently everyone watches everyone watches soccer in this in this in this movie. Um, and this giant portal opens up in the middle of the, I'm assuming it's the world cup. Um, this giant portal opens in the middle of the soccer field and these like paratroopers come falling through onto this, onto this thing. And they're basically like, and, 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 and they just give this like the speech out the gate. They're like, in 30 years, we're going to have a war and we're all dying and we need you now. And so whatever. So they basically, um, only half of um, uh, the people who are in the military are, are able to do this. So they have to like pull from like uh, random folks. And so they have like the this, this system, like I don't, a lottery, I guess, where they will, um, you, you, you go in, they, they test you for something and then they send you basically as like, however you are that day, you are going for seven days to the future to fight this war. And 
after that time you will come back. And people who are coming back are like fucked up, their body parts are blown off and shit, or some some are just dead. And so eventually, Chris Pratt's character gets called to to go. So he so he so he goes for seven days, and it's just it's base. It should have been a sci-fi channel movie, honestly. It really should have because I'm. I said this several times before, but it just it just feels like they're they didn't take the time travel part very seriously. <laughs> like, um, ba- based on like what we've, you know, seen in movies recently, it seems like they should have been conscious of that more instead of making it seem like, Oh, if you change something here, then this, <sighs> it just seemed like there should have been like a shoot off of what happens, you know, like y- you change time, things shift, not just like the main timeline shifts, you know, there's, there would be things that happen and it just, it really kind of fell apart for me in that respect because it just didn't feel very well done. Um, and it was really odd and it felt like a white people save the day film, which I'm also not super proud, happy about, or like, cause it was like, Oh, we all did. It. I don't know. It was just weird. It was just, it was just kind of, I mean, you can watch it just to, just to see like a, a knockoff of like a, of like a Tom Cruise film, if you are interested in that, but I would not recommend this film because oh, it was okay. just a lot of, I was going to ask trash in my opinion. But like I said, after we walked out of the film, that's why uh, F9 was not the bottom of my list. That one was. <laughs> wow. So, so F9 was better than. It was. I was at least entertained in F9. Um, this one, at least they, I don't know, whatever. It was Amazon. not as good. Amazon needs to step their game up with, uh, their movies. Or at least movies like that. I feel like they, they do follow a pattern of white saverism oh, really a lot. Was. It really was. I was, I was like, that's I'm a like, big oh, pattern. I'm so sorry, Chris Pratt. You didn't get the job you wanted. Well, that's my fucking life every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry you didn't get that one job. Oh my God. Go on LinkedIn. Like, what do you want? Just take a picture of yourself on LinkedIn or Craigslist and you'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. You'll be fine. Wow. Okay. So don't see the to- Tomorrow War. Unless you want to just like hate watch it. Then Unless sure. you love, love Chris Pratt. That's Unless you love Chris Pratt I, or just want to see a really bad, shitty see. sci-fi. Oh yeah. If you like that, I guess. But I feel like if you want to watch shitty sci-fi, there's so many cult classics out there that you can just go to on YouTube or somewhere. Maybe. Um. Wow. I'm sorry, Em. Emmy. Emmy. Sorry. Like, I can't even talk. I'm so out through these fireworks. They're they're scaring me. <laughs> I was like, attack <laughs> like um, on your mental well being. Yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna go to bed tonight. Um, which is crazy. Uh, okay, you guys. So I am going to wrap this up. Thank you guys so much for coming together and hanging out in two two times in one day. Hey, that's a record for us. Um, <laughs> listeners and thank you so much for choosing our show as the show of the moment of your day if you have anything you want to add or ask or you know say hello hit us up on social media on our facebook twitter and instagram until then enjoy the fourth wash your hands and geek on This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.